Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3, we are committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity and having a growth mindset is what we are about. Every day, we have the opportunity to better ourselves and our world. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. It's a great honor to have with us today Jake Bernardo, a good friend of mine who I truly admire. He's a man of God, somebody who continues to pursue greatness to truly live life to the fullest with the highest regard. Today, we will talk with Jake about sports, including his athletic career, his way to stardom in the college baseball ranks, and most importantly, to delve into the depths of his faith. Jake is somebody I highly admire. He's living out his faith. He's living by the truth. And he's somebody who is leading by example. Certainly in this day and age where young people often are searching for things in so many directions, Jake is blazing a trail and it's a great pleasure to have him on the podcast today. Coming in out of the bullpen, right-handed flamethrower from Fordham University, number 30, Jake Bernardo. Age 24, he's a technology consultant, went to college at the University of Fordham and the College of St. Rose. Baseball was primary sport. He loves hanging with his family, golf, listening to music, and he even refused to take the bus until he was in the third grade. Hey, Jake, what's going on? Dan, how's it going, my man? It's going well. How you been? Everything is great. Alive and well here on a Monday evening, on a nice summer evening after a little bike ride with my mom. Can't beat it. Sweet. And, and how's that golf game coming? Golf game is coming around a little bit. Uh, the drives are starting to be straight. Uh, just really need some work on the short. We'll put it all together. No, that's good because you know what I say. If someone says they're good at golf, they're lying. <laughs> One of the hardest that's sports true. for sure, you know. But um, no, it's all good, man. So I'm so glad that you can uh, join us on the podcast today. It's a great honor to have you on here and just give everybody um, some insight into your life, into your journey through sports, as well as your faith and how it's impacted your life and um just thanks for joining us really appreciate it absolutely i think this is an awesome idea i'm excited to be on so thanks for having me dan you're welcome um so you know starting out with sports our first topic of conversation maybe you can give us a 60 second or so rundown a mad minute of how you decided to pursue becoming a college baseball player yeah yeah absolutely um so, I mean, it really all started with my dad, um, my two older brothers, who 
big influences in my life, not just from a athletic perspective, but also just uh, on living my life um, and being the man that I aspire and want to be. But um, baseball was always the sport that my dad, he'd be hitting us ground balls um, outside the house all the time. And he got us into the game from a young age. Um, and once I got into high school, I started throwing hard uh, because I had a big growth spurt my junior year. So I wasn't sure if uh, I was going to be a position guy or a pitcher in college. But once uh, that growth spurt happened, um, I had some college coaches that were interested in uh, getting me on the mound. Um, and from there, a couple of showcases and a trip down to Fordham, um, that kind of sealed the deal for me to want to pursue playing uh, at a collegiate level. No, that's awesome. And I love how uh, you adjusted, you know, and you were flexible when it came to the sport, just having that love for the game and being willing to uh, get out there and, and be that leader on the mound. I know being a baseball player myself, being a pitcher, um, I definitely uh, look up to guys like you who are able to make it and do so well on the collegiate level. I know at one point you shared with me that you were throwing in the 90s, and that's just – that's crazy. <laughs> you know, that's like a, a pipe dream for, for guys like me who are like the high school um, stars, but you really uh, made it into a, a collegiate you know realm and, and playing at the highest level there. So what would you say has been, you know, the most – fun experience you've had playing college baseball up to this point yeah absolutely so I mean what was pretty cool um, for me at Fordham um, being an A-10 school in the northeast is uh, we would open up our seasons um, either on the west coast or down south so uh, my sophomore year which is the first season that I got to play um, given that I tore my labrum my freshman year um, I actually got to be welcomed into college baseball at Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. Wow. Um, and I'll just – I'll never forget the heckling um, when I was warming up in the bullpen. You know, you had all of their fans in purple and <laughs> yellow decked out just chirping me saying, who is this kid? <laughs> Let me see your fastball. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, just the adrenaline rush um, during that experience. I think uh, that had to be – one of the coolest moments and something that I'll never forget. Um, just an, an incredible welcome to college baseball in general. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I love how you're uh, willing to just share that raw experience with everybody. And um, I could tell in the excitement in your voice that that's something that you'll probably pass down to your kids and that story and just share with them at the dinner table for, uh, for generations. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget the nerves um, in that moment. Um, and just I think we ended up having about 12,000 fans that Friday night. Holy game. cow. <laughs> so uh, it's it's something surreal. It's special. And I'm just super thankful that I was able to have that opportunity. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Now, for kids that might be listening to this and for those out there who might be, you know, still in middle school or even in high school as they're continuing to pursue baseball or the sport that they desire, what would you say is your greatest piece of advice for them when they want to play at the next level? Yeah, I think um, being a kid, it's just so important to get yourself involved as, in as many sports as you can. Um, there's something to be said for just the athletes that come from playing a lot of sports when they're young. I think you develop 
different skills um, in each sport that really can uh, translate into the sport that you'll eventually want to play in college. But really just being open to the different sports and the different seasons, I think is awesome. Um, We've seen a lot of guys focus so early on nowadays, and uh, sometimes it leads to injury early. And I think uh, just get yourself involved in other sports. Um, That's a big thing. Um, and also have fun with it. I mean, I think when I got to college, I started to put more pressure on myself and what I needed to do um, and kind of lost sight of just loving the game and having fun playing. So uh, get out there and have some fun. <laughs> no, I love that. You know, I think so many times uh, thinking back, even with my own like little league days, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, as you go higher in the ranks of the game of baseball, whatever sport you're pursuing, that there becomes that increased pressure and kids put it on themselves because they want to get to that next level. You know, every kid wants to be the next Derek Jeter or Albert Pujols or whoever the great baseball player is. And they um, aspire to do great in the game and they want to work hard, but they often forget the game is played to have fun. You know, ultimately we want to win, but if we're not having fun, we're certainly not doing it for the right reason. So I love that advice because as a baseball player, especially as a pitcher, I'm sure you can test the fact of being loose out there on the mound <laughs> and just in the groove and, and enjoying it. Um, it just allows you to play at that high level and the ability to do well in tough circumstances becomes a little bit easier when you don't have that pressure uh, gauge, you know, all the way up. Absolutely. I mean, you said it perfectly right there. I mean, the, the looser that you can be, especially as you get uh, up the ranks a little bit, I think the better. Um, when I started playing summer college baseball um, and just seeing guys uh, in the bullpen joking around, playing hacky sack. I mean, those are the guys that would dominate when they got in the game. Yeah. <laughs> funny. You might not think that, but yeah, just keeping your mindset um, obviously focused, but being loose um, outside of it, it goes a long way. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So what do you think has been the greatest factor for you to be successful? Like, is there something that you attribute your success to? Uh, maybe you can give us a little bit in terms of what has led you to become such a great baseball player. Uh, yeah, I think um, it, it definitely stems from a self-belief that you can do it um, for one. Um, And that was kind of instilled in me from my dad and just the way that he played the game and just knowing that you can do it. um, You have to have that self drive and that motivation um, to keep getting better and you're going to hit adversity. I mean, that's part of the game. Uh, I went through injury and of course uh, had plenty of outings or days at the plate that uh, didn't go as I wanted to, but I mean, that's uh, what's pretty awesome about baseball. It's, you know, the only game where you can be in the Hall of Fame when you're successful three out of ten times. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> At the nice. plate. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, just yeah, as a pitcher, um, it's really that work ethic, too. Um, knowing that from, uh, from a young age that, you know, nobody's going to do it for you and that you're, you gotta, you're the one that's going to go to sleep at night and know whether or not you put the work in, so – um, just understanding that, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a big commitment, but if you love it, you're going to have a lot of fun along the way. Yeah. I love your, um, 
willingness to work hard. I think there's so many kids and young people even out there, whatever it is, whether it's sports or even their career, school, whatever the case might be, that they ultimately want to get to the top of the mountain, but so often we're not willing to make the climb or put in the work to get there. And that just reinforces hard work really has uh, the biggest Mm -hmm. impact on anybody to become successful. And it's really uh, something that anybody can do if they really want it bad enough. And certainly you've done that, you know, in your baseball career and also in your professional career, which is very admirable. Now you mentioned numerous times your dad. Um, I know that he has been a great influencer on you and your path to greatness as a ball player. A lot of kids, you know, they're heroes, their dad, they look up to their dad and that role model, mm. but maybe you can just let our listeners know, a little bit about your dad and his career in baseball and then how that led you to be influenced as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, dad grew up, uh, East Greenbush, New York, um, ended up playing for Albany Academy. And, uh, I, I swear, I think he was hitting bombs out of the womb. <laughs> I mean, to this day when I watch video of him, I mean, he just had a sweet left, left-handed swing. Um, ended up taking his talents to the University of Maine um, in Orono, and uh, he ended up playing on College World Series teams out there, played first base for the Black Bears. Um, but he always just loved the game, and I mean, out of high school, uh, wasn't a huge big-time recruit um, to any of these schools, but he had a guidance counselor that told him, Maine has a great ball program, you should go out there and check it out. Um, he ended up doing that and working himself into the starting lineup um, and really took off his sophomore to senior year. Um, like I said, just had a great swing and uh, it carried him. He ended up playing professionally with the Texas Rangers and then uh, also played um, over in Taiwan. And uh, so, yeah, my dad, he I think he really emulated the ability to just um, play loose and be confident and go out there and not think too much. And that's kind of where I'm a little bit different with, I got kind of my mom's side and thinking a lot, which it's, it's great. I love both my parents. They've given me so many gifts that I can't complain, but my dad was always good at just going out and doing it. Um, And I think in baseball, it's, it's important to have that ability to just kind of go out there without thinking about things too much and just kind of letting your uh, your preparation and your dedication to to what you're doing every day in practice t- take care of itself when the game yeah, comes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it really hit the nail on the head there because for people who prepare like you did or like your dad did in, in the pursuit of greatness, when you put in that work, then it's just when it's game time, it's to just go out there and execute and, and not overthink it. And even in life, I think sometimes people overthink things and then that could cause stress or help, it could lead us off track. And I love how you kind of center that um, to help us to, to stay the course and, and really trust ourselves because we have such an ability, especially when we are prepared. How, how yeah. do you think uh, sports were such a great teacher for you when it comes to life or how can they be um, a positive influencer for young people? Yeah. I mean, there's just, I think there's so much correlation between sports and, and life um, and baseball. I think 
Um, where that really became real for me was when I was playing high school baseball um, under Jesse Braverman at LaSalle. Um, Jesse, he used to always tell us that, you know, you can't get too high on the highs and you, you definitely can't get too low on the lows. Um, the people that have the most success in baseball are the ones that are going to be even keeled. Mm. You know, they might go four for four, but they're, they're happy. But they also understand they got a game the next day and they got to continue to put in that work. And, and and it goes the same for an 0 for four day or for me on the mound. You know, I can throw six and two thirds and have 10 Ks and I'm feeling great. Um, I still need to put in the same prep that I would if I get out, get out there um, and I'm knocked out of the game in a, in a third of an inning and get shelled. <laughs> um but you, you got to have that even keeled mindset. I think uh, those are the guys that end up playing the game for a long time. Um, and that just translates so well into your life. Um, it's the same thing. You're going to run into to days that aren't easy where, you know, things come up in your day that uh, might not want wanted to have. Maybe you're stuck in traffic. Maybe you spill your coffee on your on yourself. But you know, um, are you are you able to stay even keeled through that and see the bigger picture through it? Or uh, are you going to let your your emotions or the things you can't control, you know, take take the lead in that? Absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by Novice Clothing Company. Novice prides itself on custom apparel with a fresh look. Outfitting programs from youth sports to the pros. Looking fresh and performing at a high level never looked or felt so good. So many businesses are rocking the crown on their chest because they desire to be outfitted by the best. Make sure to visit noviceclothingcompany.com and follow them on social media. Choose Novice. Claim your crown. Yeah, so I got to admire you because not only being uh, someone who's been such a great athlete and working super hard on the ball field all these years, but uh, knowing you personally and seeing you grow and just be a leader when it comes to your faith uh, just makes sense. You know, all the things that you've been saying when it comes to being even keeled and having the right mentality, a positive attitude. Uh, just got to give you a shout out because all the stuff you've been doing to help lead the confirmation program and classes at St. Pius and being involved in your community, especially with younger people when it comes to faith, is super important. Uh, certainly faith has impacted your life from my perspective. I can see it because you're living it out every day from your own perspective. How has your faith, you know, been that positive influencer in your life? How has it maybe helped you to be even keeled, as you mentioned, and stay the course amidst whatever comes your way? Yeah. Um, the faith is central to who I am and uh, who I aspire to be. I'm super grateful again to, for my parents that instilled values in me. And, uh, you know, my mom was so deep in prayer from a young age um, and kind of instilled that ability um and me to just and even the desire to want to pray and to learn how to pray and my dad was so good with teaching us kids bible stories um he would he would read us stories out of the bible at night and just having that on your mind as a kid um is huge because as you get older you're uh you eventually get to the point where you can make that decision to live that out for your own 
Um, and it, it, and it can be hard, especially in the world that we live mm. in, uh, given, you know, it might not be what's normal or what's common, but, um, yeah, I mean, time and time again, I mean, I can't speak enough to what faith has meant, um, and how I've been blessed by it in my life. Um, especially as an athlete, um, when I think back to times where I was injured or I couldn't play, um, my faith was that anchor um, that I had that I could always go back to because, you know, it's not us. It's, it's not God who changes. It's we, it's we that are changed by him. So uh, just having something constant to go to um, in life and in baseball is, uh, is everything. Yeah, I mean, tapping into that faith during trying times certainly <laughs> helps us to be able to get through them. But I, I love it when I heard someone once say to not only get through it, but to grow through it. And mm. certainly the times that were stretched and tested and maybe even put to the brink of exhaustion, per se, when it comes to life, whether it be sports or, you know, things going on in our personal life, uh, you know, unexpected events that come our way. Often when, like you said, we tap into that faith and we ask God for that guidance and we cling on to him, he's going to help us to grow through it and be even better because we were able to succeed through all these trials and trying times. So, why is spending time with God and having a relationship with him so important? You know, like a lot of times people say, well, I found God during those difficult moments, during those hard times, but now everything is going well. And it's almost mm -hmm. like we forget about him or put him on the back burner. So why is yeah. spending time with him, you know, every day or routinely having that relationship important, even when times are going good? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Prayer is essential and so key. Uh, there's a quote that I really like. Prayer doesn't strengthen our relationship with God. Prayer is our relationship with God. So um, I think it's that that's what it is right there. You have to be in that conversation with God to really have that perspective and be able to see things through the lens that he wants you to. Um and yeah, like you said, when times are going well, it's so easy sometimes to forget and uh, not practice that gratitude. So like it's just something that I try and do um, at the beginning of my day is thank God for things that he gave me right there in that moment and for the day before as well, because I really think that it's in that gratitude that you're, you're able to unlock um, that smile uh, from your face. And that's what gives you that joy is because you're, you're able to see that these blessings that you've been given uh, come from something a lot greater than yourself. I got to say, it's super refreshing to hear a young person like you uh, be so grateful, you know, count your blessings, uh, understand values such as family and just looking back at your own life and seeing how your parents have led you to, you know, water that seed of faith, so to speak, because there's a lot of younger people out there who are searching they're kind of like running from the things that they probably ultimately know in their heart is what they need but for whatever reason there's something that's stopping them um so it's really great to have younger people like yourself showing and leading by example you know it's one thing to talk about it's another to be about it and you're somebody who 
has always been a doer. And for the younger people that you mentor through the confirmation program and through the Bible study that we have, it's uh, really awesome to see you just living it out. So I commend you for that and, and, and keep doing it, man. It's, it's great stuff. <laughs> Thank you. So on that note, younger people who might not be fully committed to their faith might be searching. What advice would you offer to them? Yeah, I mean, I think when someone gets to that point where they understand they're searching for something more or have that awareness, I mean, that's that's everything right there. Just having that awareness that you're made for something more. Um, and the biggest, the best thing you can do is talk to your buddy or talk to that person that is close to you. It might be it might be a friend. I mean, in my case, I have friends all the time that come to me and say, "Hey, man, like, what's this whole faith thing about? Like, what?" what brings you your joy? Like, I want to know why I want to know what that is. And um, it's, I love talking about it. Cause it's like, I mean, that's, that's the life, our life goal right here is for me to be able to share this joy with you. So um, yeah, ask a friend or if you can get to church, I mean, priests, especially in these times where they haven't been able to preach to their communities, they would love it if you went in and just had a conversation with them. Um, you know, like guys like you, Dan, have been huge um, to be able to go to as far as when it comes to wanting to know more about the faith or just having personal stories. I mean, just having that conversation goes so far and uh, you can really start to tap into what you're made for and, and who you are. And uh, it's everything. So that awareness is huge. No, I love that. And I love how you mentioned that connection, um, friendship and ultimately relationship was what we were made for, right? We were made for a relationship with God who loves us and also with the people that he created for us to be on this earth with. And it is intimidating at times for people who, you know, they might not have had a ton of positive experiences or any experiences at all. And they're trying to navigate and to maneuver through this journey of faith. But like you said, one word to somebody, you know, having that conversation, kind of showing them the ropes, that invitation, I think is huge. And uh, I really am grateful again that, you know, we got people like you out there who are willing to do that, who are those soldiers who have the boots on the ground, so to speak, and who are willing to mm -hmm. take risks because, you know, it can be a little bit tough sometimes when, you know, you want to show people and, and help them out because you have the best thing at heart. And sometimes when um, people are approached when it comes to faith or when we want to share it, it could be a little bit um, intimidating, nerve wracking, uh, if you will, because we don't know how they're going to react to it. But ultimately, by leading by example, uh, I think, you know, that's that's the best way. And, and, and you win them over through the way that you treat other people. And certainly you've been doing that for a long time now. Uh, so what would you say is your favorite Bible verse or maybe story from the Bible that you can relate to? Yeah. Um, my favorite Bible verse is Proverbs three verses five and six. It says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Um, that's a verse that my mom gave me a, uh, a poster that I brought with me into college my freshman year. And, uh, the more things that I went through in school um, from an academic standpoint and an athletic standpoint, um, I would always have that 
that poster on my wall that I would turn to and it trust, trust is so key and important. Um, and the, the more that you can lean into your faith, um, and ask God to reveal what that really means. I think the, the greater your trust grows, but, um, I really love that Bible verse just cause I think, uh, there's so many points in my life where I might want to put the trust in myself or someone else, but I know that, uh, the answer is in putting it all in him and not, uh, leaving it all up to me, but rather, uh, believing and trusting that, uh, God is, um, in charge and, uh, is leading me and guiding me each and every day. Mm. I, and for our listeners out there, trust huge thing. I mean, I think in the Bible, it's something like 134 times that the word trust is used. And it makes sense that we who want to be in control as, as human beings who are normally the ones in the driver's seat have to learn how to trust God, who at times can sometimes seem kind of far away. Um, but when we grow in that relationship with him and we do trust him more, when we open our lives and our hearts to him, he becomes very close to us and it becomes easier in time to trust him. And I love how you refer to that, that verse and that poster that was on your walls, that reminder to continue to, you know, abide in that trust because God certainly has what's at best for each of us. Mm. Which um, saint do you most admire and, and why? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of great saints um, that I like. Um, JP too. Um, uh, as a saint that I have always looked at, he has a love for the youth. Um, and that's something that has be- become more real in my life. The more that I'm spending these time with, uh, these kids in confirmation and, uh, my little brother has been someone that I've, I'm, I'm really close with and, uh, I'm always spending time with and JP two had a, had a love for the youth and, I, I love him for that reason. Uh, I also really like St. Therese of Lisieux, um, the little way. Um, she, she had a good quote. It said, um, holiness consists simply in doing God's will and being just what God wants us to be. Um, I think just the simplicity of her lifestyle and uh, just understanding, yeah, it's like there's so many different avenues that you could go, but if you can uh, just simplify things and kind of let God reveal to him who you are, you're, you're just going to be able to, to move mountains. Um, so she's a, a saint that really emulated that in the way that she lived um, just super simply and uh, kind of let God do the business. Yeah, no, that's, that's super powerful. Uh, just a couple things to mention with, you know, JP two and him being somebody that was just such a advocate for the youth it's important for us out there who, you know, as we're growing in age and even as we are, you know, getting into our late twenties and thirties to be that example for younger people, because they're always looking up to us, especially somebody like yourself, cool guy has a lot of faith, great athlete. I mean, it's just like a prime candidate for somebody to admire and, Again, I can't say this enough, but like the younger kids that you're mentoring, I mean, just uh, it's a beautiful thing to see because they want to be like you. They want to be like somebody who's willing to live out their faith, but also enjoys the things that younger people enjoy, like music and sports and and all this stuff. And then Mm. the little way, I mean, 
you said it really well when you referenced that quote and, and what she was all about, um, St. Teresa of Lisieux, because God has so much in store for us in our life. And he wants us to authentically be ourselves. And like you said, he'll take care of the rest. And I think that's big for people to understand. We mm. don't have to do anything magnificent on our own, but in the small things every day, he will work in our lives if we allow him to. And ultimately that will make a big difference over time. Mm. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's been a real pleasure having you here on the podcast. And um, I wish you all the best, obviously with your career, with all your endeavors that you're doing, uh, leading young people. Uh, it's just awesome to hear some of your story to have you share with us with regard to your athletics and, and your, and your faith. Um, and I don't know, is there anything else that you'd want to just leave with our, our listeners before, before we head out today? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, thanks Dan for having me on this show. Um, really excited. I mean, you're always a guy that I've looked up to um, in your witness to the faith. And uh, I appreciate everything that you do for the church at St. Pius and for our group, um, our Bible study. I mean, just so much fruit from uh, your labor. So I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you um, dearly for it. Um, but yeah, for all the listeners, um, I mean, this is what I love right here, faith and sports and good friends and family. So, I mean, I think, uh, if you guys have any questions or if there's uh, that nagging in your heart for more, I mean, reach out to, to any of us. I mean, this is, this is the truth right here. So, Oh, well said. Uh, yeah. And, thanks uh, a bunch. Again, man. It's been a pleasure and hopefully we'll have you on in the near future. You'll have to, you'll absolutely. Have to Sounds great. Dan. Too about the golf game too, because uh, <laughs> I just have a feeling I might have to go to confession with all the mulligans and bogeys that I'm going to accumulate on my scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, let's, uh, let's get our club. Awesome, sized up and, all right. Well, uh, you have a, uh, a great night and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Thanks, Dan. God bless. It's time for some blah, 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 bloopers. Um, that I read, I can't remember who said it, but it was, uh, it said prayer, prayer isn't um, our relationship or prayer. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's losing my mind. Uh, you might have to cut this out. No, that's okay. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. This podcast was brought to you by EF3. Make sure to visit ef3life.com to gain access to books, resources, and more episodes of this podcast to further grow in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Be sure to continue following us on social media at EF3Life. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Until next time.
Keep feeding it by reading it. Listen and learn. God bless and have a great day.